0: It was just another Mortal Monday. That's right, September 13th, 1993. Excitement had built to a fervor over the course of weeks, if not months, as two words course through gaming pop culture. And no, Mortal Monday were not the two words, nor were they Sega or Nintendo. Blood and sweat, well, were talked about all the time, were not the two words either. It wasn't graphics and visuals, gameplay and controls, though each would play its part over this argument. We heard two words such as Super Nintendo, Psychogenesis, Game Gear, and Game Boy, though these weren't the important words either. These words beat out many others that we still talk about today. Controversy, violence, fatality, babality, toasty. Nope, everybody knows these two words, the words that were everywhere. TV commercials, radio ads, comic books, every gaming magazine, every non-gaming magazine, these two words were everywhere. It was just another Mortal Monday, and it brought into our homes one of the most controversial games of its time. Today, we're gonna be taking a look back at Mortal Monday and your memories around the Mortal Kombat franchise, starting with the arcade version and working our way through a few of the modern ones. We're gonna be discussing console wars, controversy in video games, console exclusivity, and a host of other things too. So let's take a look back and have some meaningful conversations while doing so. I'm your host, David Casson. Come and join me as we take a trip down memory card lane. morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I hope that these words find you well. Today we're going to do something a little different. It's not going to be so much as the touchy-feelys, but more so facts and information. We're going to be talking about a game that has had a huge, huge, huge impact on all of us as gamers. Absolutely huge impact. But not so much on our feelings, but more so on the way the industry has had to adapt as a whole. Of course, we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat. But before we hop into our time machine and take a little time hop back, allow me to introduce my co-host back again for another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of shit that happened before he was born, but just barely and then some. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother Rob Kasson.
1: Hello, everyone. I want to say thank you all for being here. It's wonderful to be back for another week.
0: Rob, people are listening to us. Did you know that?
1: Well, you seem to tell me every day, so yes, I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I can't help but be excited. I, I see that little listen and, and subscription uh number go up. I mean that, that's why we're here, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's wonderful to hear about everyone listening and subscribing. And you know, I just gotta say, you know, we hope that those of you who are listening and subscribing are able to come join us on our Discord. Give us some stories, give us some more things to talk about. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Absolutely, guys. You know, if you haven't joined our Discord yet. You can find the link at our website, memorycardlane.com, along with the notes to our shows, you know, a little bit about ourselves. And most importantly, is that link to the Discord. So come join us at memorycardlane.com, join us on our official Discord, and converse with us. We know you're listening. Let's come talk. Let's have a conversation. Rob and I have been talking, and we'd like to have some people on our podcast to have these conversations here on the podcast. So join us. We'd love to have you. I think that about sums it up.
1: I would say so. Absolutely.
0: So, I mean, I know people are listening. How are you feeling about the podcast so far?
1: I'm definitely feeling good. I mean, seems some people are enjoying it and definitely hope that we can get a few more bites with this one. Uh, it's definitely going a lot better than I would have envisioned at this point. And I just look forward, as I've said in the past, to where we're going to keep going in the future.
0: Good answer. Way to talk it up you a Mortal Kombat fan, Rob.
1: I am a fan, although I'm not a very good one.
0: <laughs> no. Are you not good in that you're not a good fan to Mortal Kombat? Or are you not good in that you suck at Mortal Kombat?
1: I am pretty awful at the game, Dave.
0: Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I'm bad at it. Rob, which Mortal Kombat do you remember? What's the earliest one for you?
1: I would have to say it would probably be Mortal Kombat 3. I believe that was the first one for the PlayStation, but I know it was definitely on the PlayStation. That was the first time I was uh, able to play this game and see what it was all about.
0: How many have you played since then?
1: I don't remember by the numbers, but I have definitely played on the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox One. So the most recent I can tell you is Mortal Kombat X. But I have definitely played a few between 3 and X.
0: Haven't touched 11 yet?
1: I have not, no.
0: Yeah, me neither. I think the last Mortal Kombat I played is this little, uh, probably X on my iPhone, my little App Store one. But I haven't actually played a Mortal Kombat title in, I honestly don't even know. You know, it's funny, when I was going through this and going through all the Mortal Kombat titles, I can't remember 4 for the life of me. Do you remember Mortal Kombat 4 at all? I mean,
1: obviously by a name, but if you'd tell me the plot, I might or might not.
0: Oh, plot? You mean there's actually a plot to these games?
1: (laughs) Have you never played the story mode, Dave?
0: Look, the majority of my Mortal Kombat history is with the first three. There isn't much story to the first three. I realize it exists, I've seen the movie, but I really haven't spent too much time on the modern Mortal Kombat, so I'd have to say. Uh, no, I don't know much of the story. But I've heard it's ludicrous, to be honest with you. It can
1: be, yes, if you ever actually pay attention to it. I've only done it on uh, one or two of them. I forget which one's off the top of my head. It definitely wasn't X, but basically there's a tournament to save the world.
0: Well, that's all of them. But I understand as as it's gone on, the tournaments have changed. Susan's heart has changed. There's been a time reset. I love time travel stuff. And apparently there's all sorts of weird time stuff now that really polarizes the community. I, I'm I'm really curious on all that.
1: Well, we'll definitely have to get a little more deep into the lore and things. But, you know, while we were doing this research, I did come across something that I'm not quite familiar with. It seems to be pretty common. I wanted to ask you about it. Do you remember Mortal Monday?
0: I do. Absolutely do. You know, I played the original Mortal Kombat on an arcade machine itself. There was this little party store about a mile down from the house. And, you know, it's funny because we were talking recently on one of our other episodes about what you spent your lawn cutting money on. And it was buying video games for the house, right? If I remember correctly.
1: Well, I was buying at the time the Nintendo GameCube and games for that.
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. So I didn't buy as many games when I would get lawn mowing money. I would get on my bike and ride down to this party store buy a candy bar, and break the rest of it into quarters. And this party store had a single arcade cabinet in it at the time, and among the games that it had was a Mortal Kombat machine. And no one no one gave a crap who played what. It wasn't like it is now, and not, you know the kids can't play the, the graphic games. Well, I mean, kids aren't supposed to play graphic games, but that's definitely out the window. I don't even know why I said that. But uh, I would sit there and play whatever arcade game they, they set up. I, I probably spent too much money playing arcade games there instead of... I, pro- I I should have been buying games for the home console. I probably have a nice collection now. But I, I spent spent a lot of money there. But you know, arcade games were cool. They are cool now. Do you ever go and play arcades these days?
1: You know, the last time I went to an arcade was probably with you. Well, actually... The last time I went to an arcade would be Dave and Buster's. Uh, other than that, it's not the most common thing around here. Uh, I do remember there was the one in Ann Arbor that you took me to that unfortunately was flooded a few years ago. Pinball Pete. That, Yeah, that is the one. And just it's not as easy to find them anymore. And even if they were easy to find with the way you can play games online nowadays and spending the money, it's not something you want to do as often and a lot of the games you can get at home. And it's still a fun atmosphere and something to do, but with the scarcity of them, it's just a lot more difficult to go and do on a Friday night.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and the one I remember playing all the time in our hometown was called The Butterfly, and it doesn't even exist anymore, so... Can't
1: say I've ever even heard of it.
0: It's that big dome, the golf dome. You and I have probably been there. That The one down is it Van Dyke and, like, 15-mile i'm pretty sure
1: that's gone
0: yeah yeah i don't know so you go to dave and buster's right yep what what do you like
1: about the arcades well there's a lot of different games to go and play it's a lot of the racing simulators are fun the jet simulators it's a lot of different things that you might not be able to do at home i mean i don't necessarily have a nice racing setup at home or a nice uh, flight stake with a bunch of different games rolling around with those simulators and also, then just the different, like I can't think, dead or alive games, or just the, you have the gun pointing at the screen, kind of like the old NES Duck Hunt game, but yeah, like obviously time, a lot like more. Yeah, like time, time Crisis. Exactly. Thank you. That was the one I was thinking, like Time Crisis. I so love a Time lot of, Crisis. It's a phenomenal game series, and just the experience of being able to like hold the gun, point and shoot. It's a lot more immersive than just you know, holding a controller and using your joysticks to point and then pull a trigger on the controller to shoot, as opposed to actually, here's your gun, you're pointing down sight and pulling the actual trigger.
0: How stupid do we look, though? I mean, let's be honest, Uh, Time Crisis, you have to put your foot on the pedal to, I think it's either to pop up or to pop down, but do you actually do it? Like, do you actually duck like your character does in the game?
1: I can't say that I do. I mean, maybe I have once or twice when I was really into it, but most of the time it's more of just, that's one of the few things it's like, yeah, this is, I could kind of do without this. It could be a little more realistic, but who knows, maybe in the future as arcade games get better and they incorporate VR, you actually will be able to start ducking up and down.
0: Oh no, I duck up and down. If I'm going to go play that game, I'm going to commit to playing that game. <laughs> I probably look like I look like an idiot, I'm sure, but I'm committed, I'm telling you.
1: Normally by the time I'm getting to time crisis, I'm much too tired to be doing that. I've clearly been dancing way too long on Dance Dance Revolution.
0: Oh yeah, I wasted tons of money on that one too. <laughs> you know, you're you're absolutely right about going there and getting to do things that you can't do at home, you know, in terms of the racing rigs. And that's one of the things I like the most about it too. Because now you have the racing rigs and you have the you know the shooters with the cabinets that are loud and they vibrate and they shake and and there's just so much different things and technologies and so on and so forth that you have in arcade and it's always been like that. Arcades have always been excited. You know, you go to the arcade and you've got better graphics than you have at home and you've got the moving cabinet. And heck, I remember at one time there was a hologram game that. The, the games were projected on a hologram, and it was the coolest thing ever to me. Sure, it was a gimmick. I mean, it didn't. The hologram didn't do anything special. The game wasn't based around it. It just projected the characters as holograms in front of you. It was a little game, and I think they did it with Dragon Lair once. But this was a game I, I vaguely remember, a Prospector. I'm sure someone out there knows the game. I can't remember it for the life of me. But the the, the arcades were always exciting and pushing the limits, and you could always go and do things. you can't do at home. I loved arcade cabinets. I really genuinely did. And I still do. I'm not going to lie. I get excited anytime I get to take my nephew to Chuck E. Cheese's. It's the only excuse I have to go and play in an arcade cabinet around here. So you know, I'll take every chance I can to go and, and play video games. And it's not against the rules. So you are allowed in Chuck E. Cheese without a kid but people look at you weird when you do it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I would probably agree to that, yes Just so you, just so
0: you know it, It's not against the rules You can go have a nice lunch at Chuck E. Cheese's They do serve pizza It's okay And you can go play video games But they look at you weird if you don't have a kid with you Lucky for me, I have a nephew I can steal Who I enjoy spending time with I don't just steal him to play video games Trust me I, I, I enjoy his company, he's a cool kid
1: Yeah, 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 Dave, I'm sure you're just saying (laughs) that to save face now because uh, it was finally out.
0: Chuck E. Cheese, it's cool, it's cool. So (laughs) back to Mortal Monday, I I remember Mortal Monday, I I do. It was it was exciting when they announced that Mortal Kombat was coming from arcade to consoles. And I mean, it was it was everywhere. It was on TV. It was on the radio because we still actually listened to radio back then. It was in every single gaming magazine. It was on the inside cover of tons of comic books. I'm sure I could go open some and you'd find Mortal Kombat ads. I mean, it was literally everywhere. And and that's honestly that's how I stumbled across wanting to do Mortal Kombat for today's episode. You know, whenever I go back and I look at game, you know, prominent game releases for the week, you know, I, I find notable games or not so notable games sometimes too. And I, I try to look for people's memories and find interesting stories within those memories. And when I was looking up Mortal Kombat, Mortal Monday was one of the very first threads I stumbled across. And I got to go back to Game Facts. We talked about fame Game Facts last week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, good old Game Facts with its ASCII game guides. Can't beat them, right?
1: No, you cannot.
0: Hey, I got to ask you a question. Have you revisited. No, actually, let me rephrase this because that's not the way I want to take it. How. Is the Grand Theft Auto stock market doing these days, Rob?
1: It is doing quite well, I've heard. I have yet to start investing myself, but the days are getting closer to where I can finally do so.
0: But you spent that time looking up a guide on there. You tell me you didn't learn enough to start investing already?
1: No, no. It's just that the timing to get investing in the market hasn't quite come yet. We have to wait for stocks to die off, if you will.
0: Are we having a video game podcast or are we starting an investment podcast?
1: Well, investment in video games. So take it how you will.
0: Don't we do that almost every day when we buy games?
1: Do you really think we're buying them for value or just for the memories and the feelings that they're going to create?
0: I mean, we buy them for entertainment, but the memories come alongside it.
1: So I guess if you're talking entertainment value, you would be correct. But monetary value... Most, I'm sure, we're not buying now, assuming they'll be worth a million dollars in 50 years.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, I was on eBay the other day, and I always like to look up... I just have video games as a general search on eBay, and I like to sort it by auctions ending soonest. Every so often, I'll find a stupid deal on a game I want or don't want, but it's a stupid deal, and I'm incredibly impulsive. And I'll just jump at it because... It's a stupid good deal. I saw a boxed copy of Dr. Mario that was graded. It was like an 8 out of 10, and it was going for like $700.
1: Wow, that is expensive.
0: Yeah, so kids, if you're out there listening, take care of your video games. They can be incredibly valuable someday. Probably not, because the world has changed. And now that we have digital copies of everything, physical copies don't have as much value. Or they might someday, because as we stop making physical copies of everything, people may actually want them. I don't know how it's going to go. But take care of your stuff. Always take care of your stuff.
1: You also have to take into consideration the fact that some older games where there is a physical and digital, the digital copy may have lost licensing rights. So if you don't have a physical copy, you may never be able to access it again.
0: That's a very valid point. Well, you know, and we're going to touch on this as we cruise through this episode there may not even be physical copies at some point because the next generation we've got a version of each console that doesn't even have a disk drive
1: very true we'll see we'll have to see where it goes
0: and you know just just on topic i've been looking to build a new pc i've had my pc for a better part of a decade it's probably about time to to upgrade you know it as a bulk I've done little pieces here and there, but it, it's time to build a new a new build in its entirety. And for the first time ever, I'm not sure if I'm going to put a disk drive in it because I couldn't tell you the last time that I actually touched the disk drive on my computer. In fact, yeah,
1: I haven't had one on mine for a few years myself.
0: I just opened it up and it's empty. I half expected to find like some old AOL disk or something in there, but it's completely <laughs> empty.
1: Oh, <laughs> would not have been surprised.
0: I know, right? Right, those good old AOL discs. We used to get we used to get them so in such abundance at Best Buy that we used to use them for target practice. So yes, back to game facts. Back to game facts. Back to game facts. And you know, I stumbled across a thread titled "Remember Mortal Monday, 1993," and it was started by someone with the username Saxon. And his comment reads: "I assume I'm the only one who remembers Mortal Monday, right?" It was such a huge day, and everyone wanted the Genesis version because it had blood, while the SNES version had sweat. Now this is quickly followed by another comment from Like Lyric 12 who wrote, Good time, dot dot dot. I wanted the SNES version, though, because the graphics were far superior. Also, Sub-Zero had that sweet freeze-and-smash fatality. Rob, have you ever played the original Mortal Kombat at all?
1: I do not believe so, no.
0: No, did you even know that there were two versions? I was unaware of that. Nowadays we have a lot of console exclusivity, you know, you have PlayStation for instance that will, you know, have a character that maybe the Xbox wouldn't, but once upon a time that was pretty unheard of. I mean, there were differences in the in the versions because the systems were physically different in their hardware, but there wasn't a game that was just you literally had one version here and, and a different version otherwise. Can't think of a lot of other games that that was the case back then. And it's a topic. Like, that. That literally, that's what everyone talks about, you know? Right after that comment, there's a, a, a Dalsim. Dalsim Rocks from Street Fighter. Dalsim Delcim? I don't even know how to say it. I'm butchering it. There's some guy out there that's about to roast me on social media. I say that every single week, and it happens. And it's going to happen with that one. So this dude writes, I envied the Genesis version's fatalities and blood, but in the end, I preferred my SNES version for the sound, graphics, and controls. And of course, the thread continues going back and forth for quite some time, with everyone chipping in on their favorite version among things. And this got me thinking, the console wars, different versions, weren't, weren't very common back then, but it's really prevalent these days, is it not?
1: Oh my god, you've got to be kidding me, of course it is! You have the Xbox fanboys on one side, the PlayStation fanboys on the other side, the poor souls who like the Nintendo Switches, and then of course the smartest people, the PC Master Race.
0: Oh, come on, we're not trying to start anything here. let's Let's not get the flame work going. But I'm just trying to say in hindsight that I realize, you know, there were probably earlier wars before it, but I don't, I don't really remember anything that was this drastic before Nintendo and Sega. I mean, there had to have been wars before that, didn't there? Can you imagine that in the Atari age there was a there was a console war back then? I mean,
1: you would have to think that there would be a, with the release of games. Considering the original consoles, it was a rush to who could get out the technology the first, or who could get out the most popular game first. But it's not from everything that I've heard and from mom dad growing up and even yourself it's not something you hear about you didn't have as extremists on both sides there was no oh the atari is the greatest thing ever and you're an xbox and you're or rather sorry you don't hear about people saying oh atari is the greatest thing ever and if you have a magnavox and her yeah
0: no that's true but you know gaming wasn't as much pop culture than it was, but I, I can't imagine that there wasn't someone who was like the Atari's better than the Magnabotch and the Intellivision's better than the ColecoVision. Vision. You know, we've spent some time talking about Nintendo games and Nintendo had the Sega Master system, but I I don't remember them pitting them as much against one another because Nintendo absolutely had Capitalized on the market i mean it's it's credit for single-handedly reviving the video game market after it crashed and i don't really think that there was much of a in between but then we came to the 16-bit era here in the what's the third generation i think and you had snes and sega and that's the first time i genuinely remember both sides growing going at one another and and it just might have been where i was in my life you know that's you know in terms of of, of memory and and you know how old I was and how and how it, you know things imprinted on me. I may I just may not be remembering any other, but I genuinely don't think that there was a as much of a a deal before then. And then for you, you were born during the 32-bit era, so all this is a little bit before your time. What do you remember about console wars when you were growing up?
1: I mostly remember it started around the Xbox and PlayStation 2 era with the release of Halo as the big ticket item the number one reason to get an xbox i was always envious because growing up i never got the xbox and it wasn't until the xbox 360 and of course around that time you're talking playstation 3 so you have once again everyone on the playstation 3 side oh we have the superior console everything's so much better here on the playstation side and you know of course me and all of my friends ended up going with xbox because at the time halo was the number one game, everyone wanted to play Halo. We all wanted to go online and defeat the Covenant, defeat the Flood, whatever we could do, any whatever game we were playing at the time, whichever Halo version it was, that's what we wanted to do. So for my friend group, it was Xbox had the superiority. And, you know, it's funny because even back then we made I make the joke earlier about the Nintendo Switch. But even back then, Nintendo has always kind of fallen to the wayside. They have their obvious mario they're console exclusive big ticket items but nintendo always even if they do very well they're always kind of thrown to the back when you're talking to the console war because it's always sony or microsoft who has the better one and everyone wants to forget about nintendo and not realize well nintendo has been around a lot longer and has stayed in the game for as long as they have because they know what they're doing
0: well nintendo's been around longer yes for me my you know, it's really interesting hearing you say that because you 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 just said that Nintendo is you know, but I don't know back burner or are hiding back there. You you made a reference something like that, but it's interesting hearing you say that because of your perspective. Because you're probably right because in the PlayStation and Xbox era, Nintendo really didn't com- have comparisons. And then as we kept going into the PlayStation Two, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Xbox One era. Nintendo has never really competed, but in the 8-bit and 16-bit eras, you know, when I was a kid and playing game, Nintendo was the thing, man. It was it was it was the happening. And so my feelings about Nintendo are very different. It's it's almost disappointing to me that they don't have a place of equality among, you know, Microsoft and Xbox now because of You know, how how much we held him on a pedestal when when I was younger. Does that make sense? A little bit, yes. Although I do think the Switch has been making strides towards that mentality. Once Nintendo got out of its shell and said, hey, you know, we're gonna start letting people make games for our system, no matter what, you know, the the graphic games. Like now we have the Witcher on there. I do I do think Nintendo is really trying to make strides towards finding themselves on comparative ground with the other two
1: well dave i do have to say nintendo is definitely doing well they finally have a console that can support skyrim
0: (laughs) is that the golden standard of video game systems now if 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 they can bring skyrim to your system you're good to go
1: i mean we are talking bringing a quite a few year old title to a newer console so i would say eh, i need to give them a little credit
0: you know, we're gonna be playing games with chips in our brain in like thirty years and they're gonna be, you know, Skyrim's gonna be a launch title because they're never gonna let it die. See, we're all just gonna be able to experience what it's like to take an arrow to the knee. <laughs> my 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 first thought is you went to arrow the knee, and my first thought is definitely more so I wake up from a day And the guy looks at me, he goes, oh, good, you're awake. (laughs) And we're cruising along on the cart to God knows where. (laughs) Man, happy places. I know that. That'd be terrifying, man. The Nord looks at me. Hey, great, you're awake. And I just look around and I'm like, ah, shit.
1: (laughs) And from the sky, (laughs) a train whistle.
0: That's it. That's shit. (laughs) And then
1: all you see is a light blue engine flying towards you.
0: Oh, good lord. No, no. no a face
1: no, of terror plastered no, on the front. Thomas no, the Tank Engine has no, come for you.
0: We're not doing we're not doing creepy Thomas. God, that's so weird. I don't know how people got that. Thomas the Tank Engine should be cherished. That is that is a childhood gem. Don't twist my Thomas the Tank Engine, you weird sadistic people. Ugh.
1: Mod out there for that game
0: <laughs> Oh, good Lord. You know, it's been what twenty seven years since the original Mortal Kombat came out, and people are still debating which version's better. it's 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 ridiculous. I you know, I frequently like to go to the Amazon reviews. We've talked about some of the Amazon reviews on some of the previous episodes. You know, I like to find gems on the Amazon reviews because you know there's some funny motherfuckers out there and there was a Genesis review on uh, not a Genesis review there was an Amazon review on the Genesis version in 2014 written by Scott hi Scott if you're out there so what 21 years after the game released that reads far better on the Genesis than Nintendo because of the blood code dude it's 21 years you're still on about that stupid blood code and then here's another that's digging his ground as well The top-rated review on another Genesis resale cartridge by Amazon buyer DK14 reads, The first thing is the graphics. The graphics are actually better than the SNES. When you compare it to, say, Scorpion, for instance, sure, the animation is better, but Sega has more realistic-looking characters, and actually, Ed Boon agrees too. What, dude? This is like the only dude on the face of the Earth that thinks that... the." Genesis has better graphics than the SNES. And then he he wants to drag the, the creator of the series, Ed Boon, through it too. Dude, seriously? Ugh. But did Ed Boon agree? I, I don't know. I couldn't find any... I Googled. I looked. I couldn't find any reference. I'm sure maybe he did. I don't know. But I couldn't find it at all. But then, you know, in comparison, the top-rated review on the Super Nintendo version of the game uh, by Ryan Sill reads... Uh, among other things. He goes, what? You dare criticize an awesome fighting game just because there wasn't blood? What greed? (laughs) And then you got the flip side. Kelly writes about being unhappy with the changes. She writes, this game feels neutered. It is like buying a music album you really like from a great artist, only to find out that you bought the radio edit version instead of the explicit version. Do they even sell radio edit versions anymore? Do you know?
1: I don't look at a whole lot of CDs. Do they even sell CDs anymore? I mean, of course they sell CDs. You can find them, but they're obviously not as prevalent as they were.
0: When's the last time that you've actually bought music?
1: Uh It was... Uh Uh-huh. No, hold on. See, here's where is it different. I purchased a CD from a local group from a show that they were doing at a bar that I went to one night. And that was about two years ago. So support (laughs) your local bands.
0: Two, in the last two years, you bought one CD from a local group. Ah, uh, damn straight. <laughs> your commitment, your commitment to the local music scene is inspiring to us all.
1: Well, I don't very, go out very often. It was uh, coincidental. A friend invited me out to a uh, hard rock metal night at a local bar, and got to hear from some local bands. It was actually a pretty cool experience.
0: I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a CD. I couldn't tell you last time I haven't listened to music on either YouTube or Spotify or Pandora or Amazon Music or one of the mini stations for music that we listen to. I don't even know. I mean, I pay for it. I pay for it in ads. I pay for Amazon Prime. Uh, Pandora loves me, but I couldn't tell you the last time I actually bought a CD. I'm genuinely trying to think right now in the last time I bought a CD. I The first Macklemore album, maybe? It's got a cool, cool, like, leather cover type thing. I think that's the most modern one. That's a long time ago.
1: That it is.
0: I don't know. But so many people bash on the game for that one stupid reason. Because blood is in one and sweat's in another. Here's another review from Simon that reads, Graphics and audio are pretty good, far surpassing what the Genesis version was offering and staying true to the arcade version. Gameplay, however, is a failure. Never mind that the fatalities haven't changed and the blood turned to sweat. The actual fighting is stiff and unresponsive. I like how in the same review, he goes, graphics and audio are good. And it was true to the arcade version, but gameplay is a failure. How how does that compute? I have no idea. I mean, uh, cool. So I guess he didn't like the arcade version. You know, if it's true to the arcade version and gameplay is a failure, guess you're not a fan of the arcade version man, you just can't, you can't please everyone, you know?
1: Absolutely not, so why even bother?
0: And on that note, I think, uh, let's take a break.
1: Hey Dave, are you a Johnny Cage fan?
0: As a matter of fact, I am, Rob.
1: Me too. Those early films of his were great, weren't they?
0: Man, those were some of the craziest fight scenes that I had ever seen. It's so hard to believe that he did his own stunts.
1: Yeah, it's hard to believe that there are still people that think that he doesn't.
0: You know what? Forget them, Rob. I still remember the first time I ever saw Seven Poisons. That scene with the ladders? Man, that dude is stone cold.
1: No, man. Stone cold is when he straight up knocked that dude's skull off with an uppercut and the gist of my fist. Needless to say, that guy got the gist of his fist. And then some.
0: (laughs) You know, it's been forever since I've seen any of his movies.
1: Well, I have good news for you then, Dave. Yeah, how so? You can soon rewatch both Seven Poisons and The Gist of My Fist, alongside others in the new Johnny Cage Action Video Collection. Oh yeah? That's right, Dave. In the new Johnny Cage Video Collection, you'll find four movies. The Gist of My Fist, Cage Match, Aquatic Assault, and Seven Poisons. Whew,
0: I haven't even thought about Aquatic Assault in ages.
1: You and everyone else, Dave. In the Johnny Cage Video Collection, you can experience all of the excitement and videos of Johnny Cage's early Hollywood films. Can I really, though? You sure can, Dave. And, if you can find it now, there was a limited run that included Earthrealm Girls Gone Wild, found anywhere that bargain bin movies are typically sold. Get yours today.
0: You know, Rob, I I don't think that many gamers here in the United States realize how good we have it with games. You know, censorship is a problem most everywhere, And I mean, we have it here a little bit, but it's not particularly a problem for us. But some people have to deal with censorship on a daily basis. Do you remember any controversial censorship in gaming growing up that's similar to this where they had to cut the blood out of a game?
1: I don't remember any myself, but I have looked through a couple of lists of games that have had censorship. And a couple of the ones that I've heard about is with Punch-Out!!. So supposedly there was a character in the original Punch-Out!! Whose name was Vodka Drakinsky, but <laughs> yeah. in the English release, his name was changed to Soda Popinski.
0: Yeah, Soda Popinski's a—I I remember that one growing up for sure. What else? What <laughs> the, that's a, that's a funny one. That's a little bit before your time, but that's really funny that you remember that you you remember that one. What other ones do you remember?
1: Uh, another one that I had heard about, I wasn't, in, again, I, I don't know the validity of this, but I uh, was reading, trying to do a little research, trying to find a game I loved playing growing up, Twisted Metal Black. I was trying to see, trying to find a version of it, and I was doing a little bit of reading about it, and supposedly, the European version had had the first level altered, and this was because the original game the player had to shoot down a circling boeing 747 which would crash into a building that reveals a secret area well with the time of this release it was after september 11th so with that the level started with the plane already crashed and of course the european version didn't have that anymore um so that's another one that again i don't know the validity i've obviously never played these other versions being here in america uh, so if anyone has proof of this or obviously the numerous things online but someone with personal experience i'd love to hear that but it's it's weird to think and i know another thing not necessarily just on video games but in general is the censorship of uh, nazi memorabilia in germany i did study german a few years in college and one of the things is that it's illegal to have nazi memorabilia so any mention of nazi or any Like portrayal of that in video games is obviously very taboo and uh, not something that's very easy to get shown over in Germany because it's not something that they want to be associated with obvious for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, there once was a time in which Nazi memorabilia could not be portrayed at all in German games. However, however, back I don't remember if it was 2018 or 2019, a few years ago they repealed it. There are. They couldn't do it at all, and now that basically that law was repealed, and so now it's it's allowed. I don't know if it's allowed in its entirety, but that the 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 strictness of that original law is definitely gone. So
1: I believe the original title that brought that to my awareness was one of the Call of Duty games. I want to say it was the World War Two with the obviously with the Nazi zombies, but I remember one of the games storming the Third Reich, and I'm sure that if that was the game that I'm thinking of, it would have been banned because you have the swastikas and obviously you are in the third reich there's a lot of nazi memorabilia
0: yeah well you know in on the topic of having to change the nazi memorabilia the entire wolfenstein series has had to change in fact the swastika is a completely different symbol in the german version of the game it's this weird other geometric shape that that i'm I'm sure only exists in that context
1: well you know and you know I, i'm sure that there are other titles but at the moment none other come to mind um what about yourself? Do you know of any?
0: Oh, man. The biggest one I remember, speaking of Call of Duty, was Modern Warfare 2. We had that one level, the airport level, uh, the Russian, no, no Russian, no Russian, that's what it was called. It was Of oh,
1: the- course. How could I forget no I know. Russian?
0: I know. The one when you had to play as a terrorist shooting up the airport.
1: That is definitely one. I definitely do remember That is uh, quite a controversial one. And uh, even myself, I do find myself bringing that up every once in a while, so... I can't believe it slipped my mind.
0: Yeah, you know, the, I, I googled it. Well, I mean, research, Google, whatever the heck you want to call it, because that's what we do for podcasts. I promise we prepare. The developer wanted to give people context for the story in an interesting and engaging manner, but a lot of people had some serious issues with murdering a bunch of civilians. And I say censorship because the level was completely taken out of the Russian version of the game. So if there's versions of this game that exist without the level, do you think that the level was even necessary?
1: I think to that point, you have to ask, is any level really necessary, or is it, or was there an intent behind creating it? Obviously, with the creation of these levels, the creator had an intent behind it. There was a certain message they wanted to convey or a certain presence they wanted to set, You know, maybe perhaps foreshadowing through the rest of the game. And while you can take it out and still have the content of the game you have to ask, is what the entire message that the creator wanted to get across the same with or without that level? While it may be the same, there's obviously going to be some aspect that's not what was intended. You may lose the true emotional value that the creator had intended on you receiving from playing that title.
0: I think that if a bunch of people have some serious issues with there being a level of a bunch of civilians getting murdered, then that level is absolutely doing what it's supposed to do. It's stupid in every form of media that we want to remove things from media just because they make us feel bad or they make us feel weird. If the goal of that is to make us feel those things, then the media is doing its job. Absolutely, people should have a problem with, with murdering a bunch of civilians absolutely they should have the problem but the context is that they wanted to give you the they wanted to give you the context for the rest of the game because you spend the rest of the game going against the civilian or not the civilians going against the terrorists that shut up the airport so if you're feeling dirty because they shut up the airport then take that anger and turn it into your motivation for playing through the rest of the game you know what i mean
1: absolutely i would agree i that's And that's another point with the creator's intent. They obviously want you to create an idea of those characters in your mind. And when you remove that, you no longer have that mentality and you don't have the same level of involvement or engagement with the game. And we talked about emotional investment in our first episode. And that's exactly, we're right back on that topic. They want you to be emotionally involved and they want you to feel rage and sadness and sorrow and use that throughout the rest of the game. And, you know, you might not think, oh, this is a shooter game. There's not a whole lot to it. You point and you shoot. When you really take the time and look at what the creators put into the game and the messages they were trying to convey, you realize there's a lot deeper of intent behind what they created.
0: I just, I hate when we neuter things because it makes us feel, period. That's the end of the sentence, you know? I get that a lot of people have trouble with their feelings. They have trouble expressing their feelings. They have trouble expressing their emotion. There's people that will shit all over, say, romantic movies because they are incapable of feeling those feelings towards another human being. And there's people that will shit all over, you know, movies that depict murder and depict cruelty towards people and this, and they, 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 they shit on it and they want to edit it and they want to get rid of it. And it's so frustrating because for much of that media, that's the goal. Goal is to make people feel those things. And the artists did their job and they did it appropriately. If those people feel those things. And they just want to get rid of it because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Life is uncomfortable. Suck it up, buttercup. The world doesn't revolve around you. I mean, you're supposed to feel bad with the good. That's that's the that's the point. I mean, it, it, everything's not all butterflies and sunshine and cupcakes. Man, I love a cupcake. I could use a cupcake right now.
1: <laughs> Remind you know, me that I am hungry.
0: Oh, it's, just, it's just so stupid. People that just... It, and it's such the problem with the world today is that everyone has such a singular mindset and they don't want to allow anyone else to have a different worldview it's it it plays out every day on our on our political world stage you know our I, I, i hate getting political i'm not political i'm not registered in a party i hate partisan politics and i hate partisan politics because life isn't as simple as one party or the other or one set of beliefs or the other set of beliefs. We are all human beings with a varied life experience and varied opinions and it is so stupid to assume that you could just tidy up your whole set of beliefs into one title. I mean, come
1: yeah. on. Yeah. Xbox, on. Playstation, Nintendo, at the end of the day we are all gamers. <laughs>
0: Way to reel me in. Way to reel me in. I started to be the old boomer on his soapbox. Way to reel me in. All right, back on topic. While we're talking about censorship in games in particular, you know, I did a little bit of research because I couldn't remember any other games in which blood was removed, but there was quite a few from what I understand. Back in the same generation, we had Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Alpha that it was removed. In fact, blood was wiped clean from all the cutscenes in Street Fighter Alpha 2. A blood splash was changed to an explosion in Final Fight. Do you remember Final Fight at all, Rob?
1: Uh, it does not sound familiar to me. No.
0: I think we have a a new one now. Don't we have a Final Fight four? No. What did they just release? It's a it's a side scrolling beat 'em up, and we just got a fourth one on Game Pass, and that oh, it's gonna kill me. Absolutely kill me. I I can't remember for the life of me.
1: Are you thinking about Cuphead, Dave?
0: <laughs> no no i wish we had a fourth cuphead the first cuphead was awesome god that those people were creative oh man that was that was that that talk about games you know we we, we, we briefly have conversations about games that are art that game work of art oh back to censorship a drop of blood was removed from a title screen in super castlevania 4 in zombies ate my neighbor's blood was changed to purple ooze for the north american release because apparently the japanese people can can deal with blood and americans are sissies and we can't Oh, and you know i learned i learned something interesting that i never knew in the in the scheme of things so in the japanese version of legend of zelda ocarina of time ganon and ganondorf blood red but in our version
1: yeah you're telling me that their blood was red in that game. I swear in ours it's green
0: it it is it is indeed green. and it was changed to green for the for the North American stuff, which I've I, my whole world perspective has changed because I've always thought Ganon Gandorf as some weird lizard creature who who has green blood. But apparently even back then, he had blood red blood. So
1: I thought it was just because he was green,
0: huh, maybe. You know, this this crap is still going on today. Censorship, maybe not so much for North American audiences, but the Japanese version of The Witcher 3 was edited down. The gore and the violence was toned down a little bit or maybe a lot of it. I don't know. There's no dial. It's not like they said, hey, we went from a 10 to a six. I don't know. They just toned it down. So so who's the prude now, Japan? You know, more recently to the Mortal Kombat titles in uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, they had to edit two fatalities to get the rating they wanted here in North America. Did you play Mortal Kombat versus DC?
1: I have not yet.
0: Do you have it? No. I could swear you bought it for me and I never opened it. But maybe I bought it for me and never opened it. I don't even think I own it anymore. I think I sold it. There's a certain period in which games that aren't open sit in my library that I'm like I think I need to gift this to someone who's actually going to use it and I think that hit the list I don't Perhaps. see it on my, I don't I don't see it on my shelf at all <laughs> nope negatory ghostwriter it's gone I'm
1: oh, glad to know my gift points so well used
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am ridiculous with my backlog of games I mean just I'm ludicrous I it's it's embarrassing it really is you know on the topic back, you know, since we're on censorship, we're, we're lucky. We're lucky that they even had the luxury of editing those fatalities to get a rating here in North America. And, the, the you know, what? let's talk about the rating. We, because I, I started this episode and I wanted to talk about how Mortal Kombat has impacted us as an entire gaming collective. There wasn't always an entertainment software rating board to ESRB. That didn't exist when I was a kid. I don't think that you probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably don't remember a time in which it didn't exist, right? I do not. Yeah. This game, Mortal Kombat, along with another game that we can briefly talk about called Night Trap, were the two games that were put in front of a Senate committee. I think it was 93, 94. And because people were debating morals people were debating morals when it comes to video games they were debating video game violence and 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 sexual portrayals in video games and, and all that bad stuff that video games supposedly have and they were debating it and so you know because it's the most important thing on the face of the earth and they have nothing better to do our politicians decided to hold you know Senate hearings on the impact that these games were having on the country I You know, I, I kid's country. I don't even know. And nothing really came from the herrings. But as a result of everything that happened, the ESRB was formed, basically. So realistically, I guess you can put Mortal Kombat together as the reason that we do have an entertainment safety rating board. You know what I mean?
1: It could very well be that reason.
0: Now, here's the deal. There would have always been a Mortal Kombat, even if it wasn't Mortal Kombat. And I think Mortal Kombat is awesome. And... We can talk about, and we will talk about, you know, violence in games and stuff like that. If not, if not, as this conversation progresses, there are plenty of other games that this conversation is going to come up. But let's be honest, the world has changed and there was always going to be a Mortal Kombat. There was always going to be a need for something like the ESRB to respond to it this just happened to be the catalyst. Right time, right place, I guess. Or wrong time, wrong place, I guess, depending how you look at it. You know what I mean?
1: It's true, it all depends on perspective.
0: Well, I mean, they were everywhere. <laughs> I, you can't beat media coverage like being on every news station because the, the, the United States government is debating your very existence. Agreed. It was crazy. I, I don't know. So we have the ESRB. You know, that's the impact. We get ratings, and we're lucky to have that because in other countries they may not even get censored versions. They might just get games that are banned outright. You know, you talked about Germany not allowing Nazi memorabilia, but in Germany, there's a law against high-impact gory violence, which is like every AAA title here in the States. Now, little Wikipedia and Googling says that the ban doesn't apply to digital games and that adults can still get them, but there are a ton of video games that are officially banned by the government in Germany. Almost every Call of Duty crackdowns the dead rising game the first two gears of war games every single grand theft auto game left for dead all the mortal Kombat's, the whole resident evil series the saints rose series i mean like literally any game that has violent i mean high impact gory violence we see that all the time in video games do we not oh
1: absolutely we do
0: uh so officially m- many of these games are just banned outright in germany saudi arabia for instance has banned a few games for excessive sex scenes Pakistan has banned a few games, probably Call of Duty, for poor portrayals of its people as terrorists. I think, though, that what was most what's most interesting to me are the recent games that were banned in China. Have you heard about those?
1: Well, I did hear briefly about Animal Crossing, and it's weird. I never would have thought something like Animal Crossing would get banned, but. It's actually interesting why, and it seems that it's because people have been using the custom pattern tool to post anti-government messages in-game.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the Chinese government, from my understanding, is known to shut down any and all criticisms of itself. So, you know, I'm sure Facebook is banned, and this social network is banned, and that social network is banned. But when there's a will, there's a way, you know, when, when... people are backed into a corner like that, they will find a way to circumvent things.
1: Am I wrong? No, you are not. They always, where there is a will, there is a way.
0: People are amazingly creative. That is a gift that we were all given, and they will use it in the most amazing ways. And so, yes, Animal Crossing may be the most basic game. You wouldn't think it's the type of game that can antagonize people, but hey, people use it to put messages. As a funny side note, Rob, did you know that they also banned the game Plague Incorporated?
1: Interesting. I did not know that. I've definitely played the game a few times, and I can't see why they would.
0: They banned it just in March. It's one of their most recent ones. And it was just after the COVID outbreak. And I remember uh-huh. I remember when the COVID outbreak happened that Plague Incorporated had... It was like on the sales list again, so people were buying it. People are probably using it to simulate the covid virus starting on the chinese mainland which of course we know now where it originated animal crossing is one thing here's plague incorporated just because the users are deciding to start the virus in china I like, come on
1: well, some do. people are just gonna be that way
0: well you know the flow of information they constrain it that's a scary thing and people are gonna find a way to get information out there they always do that they do dave You know, on the topic of being informed, why don't we uh, take our break and let our listeners hear to a message from, uh, well, us. Hang on a moment, guys. We'll be right back as we continue this little trip down memory card lane. You know, Rob, I'm thinking about cooking up some steak for dinner tonight.
1: Oh, yeah? How do you like to cook up your steak? Are you a cast iron skillet kind of guy?
0: Nah, you know, I really prefer throwing it on the grill. Uh, you, You get the grill going to a really hot temperature. You do three minutes of direct heat on one side. You flip it. Uh, Do three minutes of direct heat on the other side, and then you move it over to the other part of the grill on indirect heat, and you do three minutes on one side, three minutes on the other. In 12 minutes, you have the best steak ever.
1: Well, what kind of grill do you like using?
0: You know, I think these days I really prefer cooking with charcoal.
1: Charcoal, you say?
0: Absolutely, Rob. And these days, I swear by damnation charcoal. You don't trust your family barbecues to just any charcoal.
1: Is Damnation Charcoal really that good?
0: And then some. Whether you're cooking up hot dogs for the kids, or roasting the flesh of your enemies, Damnation Charcoal gets the job done. Nothing grills a steak like the flames of hell.
1: Would you mind grilling up a steak for me?
0: Sure, and I'll FedEx it all the way to you, but not before grilling it with my Damnation Charcoal. Damnation Charcoal. It burns like hell. Alright, Rob. Well... You know, we, we've talked about Mortal Kombat and we've, excuse me, talked about the console wars in the early time. And, uh, you know, I, I I wanted to take a little bit of time and talk about the modern console wars and, and console exclusivity. Because, well, back then, you know, having two different versions of the game, one with blood and one with sweat, was a pretty abnormal thing. Having two different versions of the game is not abnormal anymore, is, is it?
1: No, it is not.
0: I mean, let's just start with console exclusivity games themselves. I mean, back then, and don't get me wrong, you had them back then, right? Mario. Mario has traditionally only been found on Nintendo systems, although that's really not even the case anymore nowadays, is it?
1: It's
0: not. No, I mean, it's not. You have Mario Run on the iOS. Oh, did you, I
1: didn't
0: did No, You didn't know there was a Mario game on the on the on the Apple ecosystem?
1: No, I did not. I don't do a whole lot of uh, searching on the App Store.
0: Yeah, we've got Super Mario Run, but you had Mario only on Nintendo. You had Sonic only on Sega. You know, that was that was a thing back then. I can't think of many other games that were exclusive to one or the other. Nowadays, I you know, I guess the point is nowadays you have all sorts of console exclusive exclusive game series, right? Like Gears, Halo, Killzone, God of War, what else?
1: Last of Us is definitely a very big exclusive for PlayStation, and uh, with that, Uncharted.
0: Yep, 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 absolutely.
1: And then, you know, to another point, I can't think of any games recently that have done it, but I do recall previous years that there were even games, oh, Soul Calibur. On that topic, I remember with Soul Calibur that you had two different versions, whether it was PlayStation or Xbox, and one of the characters was exclusive to that console. You had Darth Vader, I believe, was the PlayStation exclusive, whereas it was Yoda on the Xbox.
0: Oh, you know, we just had controversy recently with that new Marvel's Avenger game because the PlayStation version's going to have Spider-Man and the Xbox version not going to.
1: Really? I was unaware of that. That's- you know... Yeah, because Sony owns the right.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, because they got the Spider-Man game, you know, exclusive Spider-Man game, so they're going to capitalize off that one there. Rabbi, frankly, I don't care. I'm not the type of gamer that buys a lot of downloadable content, admittedly. You know, if I wait long enough and I pick up a complete version of a game, I'm going to end up with it. But if I buy a game in the beginning more often than not, and I'm not saying I never do it, but more often than not, I'm not going to pick up the DLC. And in the case of Spider-Man specifically, I don't give a shit because if he is only exclusive to the PlayStation version, he can't be that important to the game. you know what I'm saying?
1: I would have to absolutely agree to that. If you have to lock a character behind a console, how much of the gameplay can they really be involved with? It's more of a kind of bonus gift. Like, Hey, here's, here's this person. Not so much. This is, detrimental to the story
0: yeah they're they're not gonna they're not gonna develop a game for multiple platforms and then lock a a character that the story is heavily based on behind one because then you're technically you're literally developing two games and that's just not good business strategy for anybody
1: i mean could you imagine playing the original mario brothers games where sonic is your main character
0: no (laughs) no that's weird as hell can you imagine running through all those levels at supersonic speed?
1: No, I, mean, I could not. I cannot even do it at regular speed.
0: Yeah, ain't that the truth? Oh, <laughs> man. I watch speedrunners. Do you ever watch speedrunners?
1: Yes, actually. My roommate in college was a speedrunner.
0: Oh, what did he speedrun?
1: Uh, he was working on Resident Evil 4 at the time, I want to say. it was. He was a speedrunner of the Resident Evil series primarily. He uh, was starting to get into it when we lived together. He was starting to do his practice runs and everything. And I believe he's currently doing some kind of as a for fun on his streams.
0: Yeah, I don't understand speedrunning. I watch an old Twitch Arcus cowboy guy wears a cowboy hat all the time. He cracks me up because he's he's so chill. Like I pretend to be sometimes. No, I'm a I'm a very laid back person uh, unless you get me passionately fired up about something. But he's a speedrunner. Yeah, Rocket League and politics apparently. Err, uh, he he. God, what does he do Nintendo in? Four minutes, three minutes—I don't know. It's ridiculous how quickly he can get through it. And hold on, I'm looking it up. His speed runs. So Super Mario Brothers one, his record, his speed run record right now is four four minutes and fifty eight seconds. And Super Mario Brothers two is eight minutes and fifty two seconds. So five minutes, he can play the first Mario Brothers in five minutes. Actually, you know, it's
1: funny you say that, and I know I've done a little bit of watching of the original Super Mario Brothers speedrunning and you say 4.58 and um, I was actually watching January, there's a, the new speedrun is 4 minutes and 55 seconds
0: Oh good lord
1: and it's crazy to think that for all of us that don't speedrun 3 seconds is not a whole lot of time but when you're talking speedrunning even milliseconds count
0: Yeah, I can't, I can't (laughs) speedrun Yeah, I don't think console wars are going away anytime soon, but they definitely, definitely got a very, Mortal Kombat is a very strong entry in the console wars. That's, that's what I'm going to say about that for sure.
1: I would have to agree. And, you know, with that, Dave, I think this is a perfect place to wrap it up. And I do want to say for all of those listeners, go ahead, hit us up on our website, join our discord, www.memorycardlane.com. We'd love to hear your side of the console wars. Tell us your memories, your thoughts on it. Anything else, Dave? Any places I'm forgetting? I'm sure I'm forgetting something, so why don't you tell them that website again and anywhere else they can find us?
0: Memorycardlane.com. We have these wonderful resources for you to interact with us and I'd love to hear from some of you. Come on, let's make some friends. Let's play some games together, friendos. Let's have some arguments about politics and you know, uh maybe you're a PlayStation guy, maybe you're an Xbox guy. You know, join our Discord Go to our Patreon. All the links are on our website. I want to hear from you. I genuinely do. Hearing from people and getting to have these conversations with people are probably my favorite part. And I have these conversations a lot on Discord while we're chatting in game, with friends at work, with friends on the phone. We all love talking about video games. I would love to talk video games with you. So, yeah, I think that'll about do it. Rob, you got anything that you want to add?
1: I just want to thank everyone for listening. It's a great opportunity to be here and I look forward to next week and continuing our conversations.
0: Well, guys, you can find me on Twitter at wrong if you want to converse with me on there. Um, or, of course, you know, come, come visit us. So, next week. I don't know what we're going to do for next week. Rob, have you looked at next week yet? I have not, no. Well, so next week is still up in the air, guys. I am currently... Right in the path of a hurricane. I'm going to. Yeah, I know. I'm going to try to rush and get this episode out before that. I I think I'm going to have success. I'll be able to edit this and get this queued up hopefully tonight. So it'll be out at its normal time. But if that hurricane does indeed blow through and we lose power, there is a chance that we may not have an opportunity to record an episode for next week because we try to do it on a weekly basis. We try to do it specific to the week that these episodes release. And of course, you know, if we don't have an opportunity to record because I am out of power, that could be an issue. So there may be an episode next week. There may not be an episode next week. If by any chance there isn't one next week, of course, we'll be back the following week. It, you know, it shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem for that long, but uh, right now everything is kind of up in the air. So come say hi on our discord, find out, you know, how everything's going and when the next episode's going to be. And we'll go from there. Sound like a plan?
1: Sounds like a plan, Dave. And with that, we just want to say we look forward to seeing you next week as we take a stroll down memory card lane.